Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly news podcast that discuss news that interest us from the past week. This is for the week of May 21st, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And uh, welcome, and uh, welcome for all of you that have uh, been here before. Uh, for those of you that are new, this is our weekly podcast that, uh, yeah, it's uh, we cover all sorts of news and in, in the, the realm of uh, geekdom, like entertainment, gaming, comics, technology, uh, as well as um, predictions, because we predict a lot of shit that just seems to come, that just seems to be right all the time that's right and um you know so it's just kind of one of those things because i i guess the real thing i can say is i thought this was a fitting song for us you know for some reason this that song plays um, at my intercom at work every time I walk in. He's <laughs> here on the west side. <laughs> it was funny because we were listening. We were. Um, we went to uh, my brother and Heather. We all went to Disneyland um, uh, yesterday, and so I was playing Pandora. And I was hitting 90s, you know, and it was like 90s summer selection. This song came up, and we were like, oh shit. Now, now that's going to be an earworm that's going to be in everybody's head for 
uh, for a while, and you're welcome, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so we went to Disneyland. Uh, my my brother wanted to, to go, and it was kind of like a thing that he just came up with a couple of days ago where he was like, yeah, you know, he goes, do it for her birthday, my birthday, and his birthday. So we went 90 fucking degrees over there. Um, you know, it was hot, but it was actually not too horrible. You know, it was a sea of humanity, though. Like, right. it was just, oh, my God. I can only imagine how it's going to be fucking Memorial Day weekend. Like, that is just going to be re-fucking-diculous. Um, but we went and uh, had a good time. We go, you know, like, I'm still kind of surprised that they don't shade, like, buying the tickets to get in there as much as they should. Um, but, uh, it took forever to fucking buy the tickets. Then when we had, a, we're waiting fucking line forever just to get into the park. And, you know, we're just kind of like, kind of starting to bitch a little bit. And then as we get closer to the gate, this dude comes rolling out with his, with his two kids and immediately like looks at us and beeline straight for us. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm thinking in my head, you know, like, oh, have you heard about the word of God? You know, that kind of thing. You kind of, right. you know. And then the guy goes, are you three together? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, you guys want some uh, fast passes to Space Mountain? And we're like, oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, there you go. Have a good one. And then walks away. And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, that was random because there was so many other people online and he just beelined right to us. So I, I attribute that to, you know, um, what, how do you, how do you, um, how would you call it? Uh, uh, what is it? Intervention. Um, is it like cosmic intervention or whatever you would you know it was like the, the stars were aligned and you know the, the gods were smiling down upon huh. us on that moment i was i was like what are you trying to say <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool and we went there and you know we got on about like five or six rides the lines were fucking ridiculous um but got on like star tours and hyperspeed mountain which is basically space mountain but uh redone for star wars and um haunted mansion and 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 um you know matterhorn and all that stuff and it was it was a lot of fun it was cool you know they were a little nazi-ish over there when they're trying to direct traffic you know uh but you know it was it was it was all right but um it's disney for you <laughs> yeah i know right uh but it was cool like uh what was it i got these uh if you follow my instagram account you see i got these like fucking really cool like animated fucking ears that um, are battery powered and they flash and it's basically X-Wings fighting against TIE Fighters. Right. Um, I showed Adam this morning and I was like, go ahead, check out my ears, dude. <laughs> and uh, they were cool because like in the day I was like, oh, these would be cool, but I'll get them later when we get when it's at night because then I can just have them on. And uh, so John and I got um, got a pair rolling around with those. It was cool. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, got to see the the Main Street Electrical Parade, which I haven't seen since I was a fucking kid. Um, so that was that was kind of cool. Uh, and um, their fireworks show, and yeah, like it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, fucking long ass day though. Um, and you know, it's always a long day when you go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, too. I mean, it, it, one of the things about it though is like it wasn't. You know, the people, like, my knees didn't bother me or anything like that. But it's just, like, 
by the by the time you get to that you know last two things you're just kind of your feet are just kind of like okay we need to just stop this right. <laughs> we need to end this right now um but it was a lot of fun i i enjoyed myself and everybody did so um and uh last week adam was down here yeah man yes yeah, so. a good time too yeah it was cool it was it was great having you down and just kind of you know bullshitting uh we didn't do a show last week uh and that was kind of a uh last minute decision on my part um, we intended to <laughs> we intended to yeah we we definitely intended to but just everything kind of a lot of things didn't work uh according to our schedule right uh so the time got really kind of tight and it just uh you know there were too many uncertain variables in the air so i was just like you know what we'll skip the main show and then we'll just record the other um the uh uh cheap seats um on uh on a different day of the week so so that's what that's what happened last week we intended to but it just you know and you know with everything going on it was just kind of it was one of those things that we were just like well where would we fit it in <laughs> um so but still overall it was it was a great time adam um having adam around we you know like uh how did your uh wife and um, kid like their uh, presents Oh, they loved them. Um, I got my wife for Mother's Day. I got her a, a Bluetooth speaker, which sadly it's 2017. It's the first Bluetooth speaker I've ever bought. Um, <laughs> been working out really well. Uh, and I bought her a copy of The Untouchables, and she has watched it, and she enjoyed it. Um, and Steve hooked her up with a copy of Goodfellas, which is like one of her favorite movies. Um, so she she was actually super surprised. Um, because she, all of my children forgot it was Mother's Day, oh. and the reason the reason they did is because, and I I realized this. I'm the one that reminds them, mm-hmm. and since I was going out of state, no, that I wasn't there to do that. Uh, so no one called her, oh. no one said anything, and um, it was nighttime by the time we saw each other. She picked picked me up at what nine o'clock? Yeah, or, yeah, about eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah, and um, she was all. I think a tear came down. All that, all that sappy shit. Yeah. And then um, I bought my daughter because my daughter's birthday was Mother's Day, um, and I bought her a fire tablet, which her older brother and sister have one as well, each. Um, so now my son William, who's the only kid, so my youngest kid does it has a tablet. She has like one of those kid tablets with the foam around it. Oh right. And then my my oldest daughter. She has a cell phone. She doesn't give a shit about tablets. So now my younger son, who's seven, um, he he's like, can I have one? And I have to go buy him one because I feel kind of bad for him. But they're only 50 bucks. They're pretty legit for a kid. So, um, but yeah, she's really into that. And then, yeah, everything worked out on that end. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, so uh, we went and saw Goodfellas. While uh, while Adam was here, went to the the movies and saw that, and then um, uh, hung out with Patrick, friend of the show, and um, then uh, Adam finally saw Logan. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, and uh, so so that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and then uh, yeah, just kind of did a lot of shit. Then, what was it? So I'm there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday rolls around. And Saturday was when we went and saw, we went to Hollywood. Saw Goodfellas and saw we Goodfellas. got my phone. 
right, which we'll talk about phone. later. And then Friday, I don't think we did much anything because uh, well, we saw Logan and we just kind of we saw Logan. We kind of at the house. And Steve was feeling a little sick, you know. And then Sunday rolled around. I think we were both felt lazy as fuck. We didn't really do much. Nothing. Yeah. Um, we went. We went to that chicken place, which was bomb. Yeah, California um, Chicken Cafe. Then we went right. to Target and then Best Buy. Target and Best Buy um to get my gifts and then that was it we just yeah. hung out you know and that's, that's oh we saw the, the muppet vacation. movie we saw the muppet movie oh yes we saw the muppet movie yeah but that um, yeah we were, but that was just we just chilled out for pretty much the rest of that day we were supposed to go see the second guardians of the galaxy but they didn't have any good seats and i was kind of like i just don't feel like doing shit yeah <laughs> you know it's just like whatever but um yeah i had a really good vacation i came back i came back to work like refreshed I'm I'm now tired again. But right. <laughs> when I came back, um, but yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was great having you back down here and just kind of doing whatever. And and it was it, for for us itself. I think it was kind of cool. We didn't have to do we didn't do the show um, because it just kind of allowed us to kind of do what we kind of used to do before. You know, hang out, do whatever. You know, and just basically kind of just and just talk. And then having you around, you know, with with John and stuff like that, it was just, it was funny, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it, it just it felt like old times. So it was kind of cool yeah. not doing the show, so, because then it was like, oh, you know, it because it, sometimes it's kind of like, well, we're we're here because we have to do the show. Otherwise, yeah, because yeah. that was the last time I came. Yeah. Where and I'm I'm I don't mind doing the show as I'm sitting here. Right. Um, <laughs> but it did it does take away from the like just homies hanging out you yeah. know because you're like we have business to attend to like right. we don't and i think the last time i came i was there for a lot shorter period of time you were I was there, there for like, like a day. day yeah yeah so we we basically were doing shows all day but um yeah my wife had a good time too and then of course we're on the drive back and she's like oh it'd be so nice to move back to california <laughs> and i go yeah it would be if it wasn't fucking so goddamn expensive <laughs> um I, and I told her right then, I'm like, look, I wouldn't mind living in California. I don't mind California. It, and she goes, I thought you didn't like this. And she talks about the traffic and the this. And I'm like, every place has bad things. Yeah. You know, it, it, you get used to it. So whatever. It's just I can't fucking afford it. Like, it, I have too big of a family. Like, if it was just me and her, it'd be different. Yeah. You know, but it's like when we lived out there, we were in a one-bedroom. And that's it. Like not just I'm saying one bedroom, not a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> you know, and then as soon as I come back to Arizona, I got a four bedroom fucking townhouse. Yeah. You know, so it's it just doesn't make any sense financially. But uh we did agree that we want to try to go out there a lot more often. Um I know in the beginning of next year we're gonna be trying to get a car that fits everybody. Um that's cool. my sister in law is mad at me. <laughs> because I didn't visit her. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> um, she's been giving me shit. So I'll have to do that <laughs> next time <laughs> I go. Uh, but um, yeah, all in all, everybody had a good time. Um, and that's that. And people keep asking me, why do you just go to California? Why don't you go somewhere else? I'm like, because it's cheap and that's where I want to go. <laughs> right. Like it, it my boss went on vacation. She's on vacation now. And she's in Jamaica. And I'm like, that's nice. How much that cost? Yeah. You know, because it cost me $80 to get to California. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, I mean, I would like to travel more, you know, but it, it's it comes to the cost. It's like, it's not the desire isn't there. It's like, you know, it's that meme that you see online where it's like, I want to do this. And then my bank account, you know, it's like, I want to go somewhere. And then it's like bank account to the park. 
you know right <laughs> you know because and then and and then i'm the opposite i don't want to go anywhere mm. i really don't like i'm a homebody i like being home right and the only places i ever go is places that feel like a second home yeah. and that's like because uh, if i go to steve's house i'm comfortable there you know i know i can go grab a drink out the fridge i don't have to beg for it yeah. you know like stuff like that like i don't like that awkward feeling of being in new places and not knowing what to do you know yeah. I don't want to see anything. It's all on the internet. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to go to Jamaica. That's what live cams Jamaica. are for. That's what live That's cams right. are for. <laughs> I'll let other people do it, and there I'll live vicariously through their bullshit. <laughs> no, I. They, we were actually because it's a six-hour drive uh, from LA to Phoenix, and um, well, it's about a five-hour drive the way my wife drives. Uh, but <laughs> it's actually a two-hour drive the way she drives. <laughs> we stayed up, you know, both times. Well, we came during the day. Uh, and then um, uh, over there, and then we were driving at night, and we stayed up the whole time, and we were talking about a bunch of stuff. And she wants to do traveling, and I said, "Well, we're in a perfect position anyway because I'll be 44 when my youngest kid is 18." So I'm like, there you go. "I said our entire life is geared on making enough money to support an eight-person family, and then suddenly it will be a two-person family." Yeah. Because they'll have their own jobs and their own lives. So then we'll have money. I'll take you wherever the fuck you want to go. Just don't bug me while we have all these damn kids. It is such a pain. The logistics is such a pain in the ass. I was – at first I was supposed to go to California. Nobody else. So easy. I got online. I had it all planned out on the train. I was going to take the train up there. No issues. And then my wife said, well, I want to go see my mom. Okay. Well, I'm going to take three kids. Okay. Now we got to find babysitters for the other kids. We got to make sure the the three that are going are, are set. My wife has to figure out plans with her mother now. It became so fucking complicated. <laughs> and I was about to be like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. Fuck you people. You I'm know? walking. <laughs> right. I'm going to take a bike. You know, just whatever I got to do. Take an Uber to California. Right. But, um... Yeah, there's nothing real, much else to say, really. No. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. It was cool hanging out and uh, getting to see uh, Adam. And then, of course, hanging out with Patrick on, on Saturday night was fun. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was just a it was a great time. So I, I was really glad you got to you got to come out. Um, and on that note, we will not have a podcast next week as or next. Well, I. We won't have a Lazy Geeks podcast next week as it will be Memorial Day weekend. And, you know, we're going to take advantage of that. Um, but we will have a Just Another podcast, which we'll record at a later time. And um, that will be out next Thursday as as, as per usual. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but aside from that, I think it's time we jump on to our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing. And it's it it is because it, it it makes me feel so much better. Um, it's reports have been coming out of early reviews for the upcoming Wonder Woman movie that everybody because of all the movies, which I don't share most of the people in the media's views on all those films previously. But it, apparently, the first wave of screenings of the film have occurred in both New York and Los Angeles, and uh, last week, and uh, most of uh, most of them have been overwhelmingly positive. So one of the common compliments that uh, the film has received from critics thus far is that at its core, it's a genuine emotional story about family. Um, and uh, that uh, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine 
uh, also received praise for their portrayal of the characters in the movie. Uh, and so, you know, I have a I have a link to uh, to a, um, a Polygon article that talks about it. And, uh, you know, every movie that's been out up to this point, you know, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad have all been met, met with mixed and uh, unfavorable reviews. So, you know, this is cool that maybe finally we can get we can have a movie that, you know, everybody can get behind and everybody can just shut up you know uh for for one time until justice league rolls around so and and to me it's kind of like you know wonder woman is really the litmus test because it is the first female centered story um it is a very it's a character that can easily go the wrong way so i'm kind of looking this as like what happened with the original thor movie that came out because thor yeah could have gone the same way too like Kenneth Branagh and um, and Chris Helmsworth and everybody involved really made a satisfying movie. And, and there were still there were still people hating on it too when it came out. Oh yeah, but the, there were know. a lot of critics. I mean, there always are, but there was there was a a sizable a sizable minority that that kind of rang the same tune where they were all saying this is the worst Marvel movie yeah. so far. And um, yeah. I love when they do that. They'll say this is the worst Marvel. So they're not saying it's a bad movie, right? They just say, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, and then Thor. I think Thor really um stood out. I think Thor's was a really good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed the second one too, and people were hopping on that one. Yeah, I'm lo- really looking forward to the third one though. Yeah, uh, it looks dope. It looks that looks fucking badass. But uh, yeah, so um, so I'm really excited about this. This comes out actually. Uh, by the time we do our next show for the Lazy Geeks podcast, this should be out. So um, yeah, it really comes out June second. So I'll definitely be. Yeah, I'm, de- it. I'm definitely trying to get to the theater for this one. Um, I'm so I'm just like you. Know, I'm so happy to hear that the majority of the reviews are resounding uh, positivity and stuff. And um, the latest trailer too. And I oh, I think I sent it to you. Uh, or shared it on Facebook at least, but there was a clip that they put out where Wonder Woman was fighting the main bad guy, and it was just so good. Yeah, like you know, she was kind of kicking his ass, but he was kicking her ass too. So I don't know what's going on with him, but um, and, she, and you know what? I know you know in in today's age of uh, feminism and stuff, we're not supposed to say stuff like this, but damn, Gal Gadot is hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she she does this like what i like to call the tough the tough chick pout mm. like she looks tough but she's still pouting a little bit and you're just like oh <laughs> and what are we really doing right right you know but um no but all, all jokes aside um i i have high hopes for this if this movie turns out bad i will be upset yeah me too like i'll i'll be so crushed cuz i think this if this everything's kind of riding on this movie too i think if this movie can come out and just smash it DC will get the credibility that it really needs, and then they just kind of need to follow that momentum. It's easier to follow an already existing momentum than it is to create one. Yeah. Um, and I think a, a fair amount of people like Suicide Squad enough, or at least it made enough money. Yeah. To keep DC in the limelight a little bit. Well, I think mostly the most of the people that liked Suicide Squad was Marvel fans. Yeah. <laughs> Because which, it has, which, that, as, it has it, that, which as we've seen has been keeping Marvel going for a long period of time. So I think, right. hey, you know what? If you can at least appeal to the Marvel fans, you know, the there you go. I don't know, man. Wonder Woman. So, um, mine. Okay, 
first little backstory. My one of my favorite, absolute favorite genres of video games is is uh, 4x turn-based games. Um, we're talking Civilization, uh, Galactic Civilizations, all stuff like that, where you 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 start off with one unit or one planet, and you keep building and building and researching technology. I love those fucking games. Um, and there's a new one coming out uh, next year um, called Surviving Mars. And this game looks so fucking dope, dude. Um, so colonize Mars and discover her secrets with minimal casualties. Um, I'll just quickly go over some of the main features. Uh, now, the cool thing about this game is the 4X genre is icy. And I haven't really – no one's really talking about this, but I've noticed – because the forex games kind of died a little bit, like they they were just coming. It's it's the same fucking story for video games. So a genre gets overplayed, and then people just keep copying the few good ones and making mm. shitty versions of it. And then people just, eh, it's the fucking Atari shit all over again, um, where it's just oversaturated with shit games. But I'm starting to see some really solid ones come out. So this one is a like really modern, which is dope. So um, building a sustainable colony in space, obviously. So you're building a colony on Mars. Um, one thing that I found, it's, it's supposedly going to be as accurate as possible as to how you would actually do it. Um, so the colony, the first few hours of the game, of any game, there are no people there. You're, you're just using the robots to build the base because the robots were there first. So you build the base for the humans and then they come to live in it when it's ready. They'll probably have like a time limit or something. Um, individually simulated colonists. So each colonist is going to have its own strengths and weaknesses and influences and behavior and all that. That's that's a big fucking deal. What kind of processor do you need to run that fucking mm -hmm. thing? Right. Um, futurist space dome construction. So you're making, obviously, your colony is in a series of domes. Um, exploring Mars secrets. They're going to have some sci-fi elements on there. Uh, randomized research tree. That's kind of interesting. So every 4X game has the same, like, they have a static research tree of technologies that you go through, but I guess this one's going to be randomized in some way. So based on what you're currently experimenting on, and it kind of makes sense because it's future technology, I guess. So based on what you're currently fucking with, it will change um, depending on what you've already know. So it's kind of cool. Um Mod support, which is always good. So, I don't know. Like, for those who like 4X games, definitely keep this one on your radar. It is on Steam. Uh, obviously not for purchase, but it says available coming 2018. But since it's on Steam, there's a community hub. You can track the game. You can do everything you got to do um, to really keep up with it. And everything so far is looking very promising. The fucking screenshots, dude. It's so dope. Whatever. I bet everyone's listening to this and going, whatever, Adam. Can we move on now? <laughs> I don't want to talk about your stupid 4X nerd games. But that was my one awesome thing, so go fuck yourself. How about that? Hey, this is a free show. You get what you get. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, on that note, we should uh, jump into some headlines, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> So this week we had a major, uh, major casting announcement that came out on Friday. It seems that Tom Hardy has uh, planned to be uh, to play uh, 
Eddie Brock in the upcoming Vet- Venom movie, which is going to be part of the Sony's Marvel Universe. Uh, we now have an idea of what the intended R-rated kickoff to this universe will look like, thanks to the news that not only will star Tam- um, Hardy in the title role as Eddie Brock, but that um, but that Ruben Fleischer, Zombie Land and Gangster Squad, will direct. The news broke via press release with multiple trades reporting that Oscar-nominated Hardy and Fleischer are in final negotiations for the film. This comes as good news considering that Sony is set the picture for an October 5th, 2018 release date. And though Sony is working hand-in-hand with Marvel Studios to feature feature the the more familiar web crawler in Spider-Man Homecoming on July 7th, Venom is going to launch uh, the studio's own verse and will not be connected to the MCU in any way. Production product, uh, production is expected to start this fall. And um, it came out in a press release showing uh, on Twitter uh, through Sony Pictures showing Ed Hardy giving up a peace sign wearing a Venom t-shirt and announcing that he will be part of the movie. So, um, you know, perhaps he'll wonder why you shoot him on. In this, in this uh, particular one. So it should be interesting. I mean, the last time we had Venom, we had Topher Grace as um, Eddie Brock. And I like Topher Grace, but he was not right for that role. Oh, absolutely not. Not by a long and, shot. And I think Tom Hardy is closer to what you would expect. Right. And he's an excellent fucking actor. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that he can um, – because Venom's a cool character. Um, there were periods where Venom was kind of a fucking crybaby, but – He's a, he's, a, he's a decent character, and I think he deserves a real shot uh, in the film sphere. Absolutely. You know, so. And it'd be nice to actually have, um, it'll it'll be nice to actually have kind of a, you know, a, a Venom film that, you know, maybe we deserve, that we've been waiting for. And maybe, and I know that has to do with CGI, but can we make Venom large, please? Venom's <laughs> not supposed to be the size of Spider-Man. He's supposed right. to be bigger than he is. God, but he looked so shitty in that movie. Oh god. In Spider-Man yeah. 3, like he just had this big ass head. And I was like, "Fucking Jesus. Like stop it with these and practical they, effects." And then when they, you know, when Venom pulled his, you know, head back and you got Topher Grace with that black shit all over, you're like, "Oh god. I stop it." No, no. We we don't. Why did he have vampire teeth? What was going on? Yeah, I have no idea what the hell was going on. But actually, what the hell was going on with Spider-Man 3? Is really what That's- we should be asking. That's that's the real truth. Emo Spider-Man, stop it. Oh, Just God. stop uh, it, please. Uh, All right. So Fox, <laughs> in in calling to the old, like an old school Fox, canceling some shows. No, it's it's, it's that time uh, for canceling shows. Um, Fox has canceled its freshman series, APB, uh, Making History and Son of Zorn. So Deadline reports uh, the tough production and lack of new showrunner for Son of Zorn ultimately led to the hybrid live action slash animation show's cancellation. i never seen this show, but I heard it was weird as fuck. It, it, it looked like it. Yeah. Uh, the story follows Zorn, a barbarian warrior from the fic- fictional South Pacific island of Zephyr, uh, who moves to Orange County to reconnect with his teenage son for our... For our thoughts on the short-lived show, oh no, IGN has thoughts on it if you want to see. Um, while Phil Lord and Chris Miller's uh, Making History received good reviews, its ratings weren't strong enough to merit a second season. The series re- revolves around three friends from two different centuries who can travel through time. That's 
Okay. Fox's other freshman hmm. cancellation, the cop drama APB, premiered in February and followed a tech billionaire who decides to invest in and control a Chicago police district. According to IGN's review of the first episode, APB gives the police procedural a high-tech makeover without examining the true implications of its premise. Um, so they canceled their shows. There's been lots of cancellations. And it's one thing I wanted to mention, too, and this wasn't on Fox. but um, So they canceled that show. Um, uh, what's the Tim Allen bit? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, fuck, I can't remember. But yeah, no, I can't. I can't talk about it without talking about it. Uh, Last Man Standing. Oh, right. So, my wife loves loves that show, and I um I used to watch it too. And if you've never seen it, um, they're in Colorado. It's Tim Allen's father. He's and with his wife, uh, he runs like a fucking hunter, like an outdoorsman store, and he's got uh, three daughters. So very, very um, – the character is very conservative. Um, not like in a fucking threatening way, <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's conservative. He just is, you know. And um, so they canceled the show. He, here's, here's, the, here's the thing about this is this show was the second most watched show on ABC. Ratings were out of control. It was in the Friday night slot. ABC's official word – on why they canceled it is they didn't want um, comedies to be on Friday nights anymore. They they wanted Friday to be the night for drama on ABC, and they didn't have another slot to put the show in. Now, there's also some back stuff, too, where Fox, this is why I was reminded of it, Fox actually owns this show, so they have to pay royalties. ABC has to pay royalties to Fox right. to have the show. Keep in mind, too, is that um, this is it was already, what, seven seasons in? Seven seasons in, and his, right around and his, contract rene- renegotiation, right? And also, you know, Tim Allen's pulling a hefty paycheck, and the sh- right. and it only gets more expensive with each passing year. Not to mention that every other comedy that's also on Friday nights got canceled too, right? But there's also some talk, and and a lot of people who are big in the game, you know, that are outside of the rumor sphere, are saying that this show was canceled because of its conservative views. Um, and it's not hard to believe that in the current climate. Now, is that the only reason? No, but it probably helped um, because obviously showing any – and it's not really conservatives' fault. It's Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump making conservatives look stupid. <laughs> so it, it kind of – and I'm not getting political here. I'm just saying the majority of Hollywood is liberal, be that good or bad. depends on who you ask. Um, and I kind of do believe that played a key factor in the cancellation of the show. I really do, after all the shit that I read. So it's kind of interesting because I've never really heard of that kind of cancellation, mm. especially when it's making money. But a lot of it has to do with money because Tim Allen, hefty paycheck, contract negotiations, they have to pay Fox for the show. Like it's it's just – You know, so people are trying, are, are trying to say that. But the fact that if the show didn't make – if the show didn't make it after season one or season two, I would have bought that. When you get a show that's going into season seven of a show that yeah. most people thought was canceled anyway, you know, because there's a lot of people that didn't even know that fucking show existed. I didn't even know it existed, you know. And so, I don't know. I don't really buy that all that much because you're going into season seven. And I know Tim Allen doesn't work for Chump Change. 
uh, on that no, show. It works for Tim Allen. Exa- exactly. And the fact that they've also canceled all the other Friday Night Shows, Dr. Ken, which was um, Ken Jong's show that he had, and all those other comedies on that night were also sh- were also canceled too. I think the controversy surrounds that. It's because of the fact that he's a conservative character, and that's why. It's because he's a conservative character, but also. But he was he was because it was pulling ratings. The yeah, other ones the weren't thing, really pulling ratings. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that, I mean, Ken Jong show was like two or three seasons in. Like all these shows, you know, you know, the thing is, is that, and here's my thing. If if it truly was that, I mean, his big score was during the Obama years. And to sit there and say, like, oh, because of the current climate, because we have a conservative president, we're getting rid of that, doesn't make sense to me. Right. And I, I agree with you. I just, I find the controversy very interesting. Um, it's also very telling of how fucked up everything is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how it's it, not that, oh, it's fucked up because it got canceled because he's conservative. I don't think... I don't think that's the only reason that it, I think it might have been a minor part for some people sitting at the table. That's but, what that's what I'm trying to say. But what, and one of the things, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on it, and we can move on, is like for this, it was kind of one of those things of like, regardless of whatever happens, and this show got canceled, it would have been, it would have been a conspiracy. Anyway. If it got canceled during yeah. Obama's, they would have been, oh, you know, the liberal. You know, Obama, you know, pushed it to get it canceled or what have you, and now it's this is like, oh, it's the liberal bias. Of it. It, it, it's just a different blame game, you know. But the last two things I want to say: if you've never seen the show and you like sitcom comedies, it is a funny show. The whole thing's on Hulu, um, and, and Netflix. And Netflix, I'm sorry. And uh, the middle daughter, hot as fuck. So. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. I think I watched Every it time- once or twice, and I was like, "Man, it's a it's a Home Improvement." Yeah, well, I loved Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> I you liked know, so- it for the first couple of years, and then I just fell off of it. No, I watched every fucking. Ep- I was a lot younger than you too, but I, I watched every fucking episode of Home Improvement. But um, I remember we- I used to watch the show with my wife, and every time the middle daughter came on, I'd be like, "Shh, shh, shut up! <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> just to piss her off." Anyway, yes, we've been talking about this too long. Uh- um, all right, so moving on into gaming news, uh, an update for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe version 1.1 is now live on Nintendo Switch, consisting of a few minor tweaks to the game. Most notably, on an update's patch notes, it's an adjustment to one of In- Inkling Girl's animations, which turns out was originally an offensive gesture to players of, from certain regions. As Twitter users pointed out shortly after Mario Kart 8 Deluxe launch, Inkling Girl often taunts racers she breezes past by placing her arm on the flexed bicep pumping her first into the her fist it's supposed to be her fist not first her fist into the air uh to many players that doesn't um have much significance beyond signaling that the girl likes to brag about how fast she is but it also recalls the iconic rosie the riveter an inspirational uh wartime icon but the specific gesture is actually known as the bras de hoor or the arm of honor in parts of Europe and Latin America. When someone bends the arm and grips their bicep uh, in your direction, it, me- it means you, you've gone and pissed them off and effectively saying up yours. So this little, um, that's a little too blue for Nintendo standards, which explains why the animation has been revised 
Now Inkling Girl is just fist um, just fist pumps into the air without any bicep grammy action. Yeah, older um I, I never see anybody doing that on the West Coast, but older people back home that I'd seen I I've seen them do that. Yeah. That same gesture. Um and it does it means fuck off. Yeah. I mean, like go fuck yourself, basically. Yeah. That was kind of funny when I heard it was in uh Mario Kart of all things. <laughs> I know, right? You know. <laughs> or but, what um, or what Adam tells to his kids, not all the time, but you know. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Right. Um I actually got too involved in a joking around conversation with my older daughter today. I told her to fuck off. <laughs> but it was one of those where, where she, she was saying something that she was tr- like telling an overinflated story. Oh, right. Right. And I was like, fuck off. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and my wife was like, Adam I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so every NFL fan who isn't a Patriots fan is going to be upset. With what I'm about to say. So basically everybody outside of Massachusetts. No, there's quite a few bandwagon fans of the Patriots. Let's be honest. And they, they don't just represent Massachusetts. They represent all Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont and Rhode Island. Yeah, but they're mostly Boston fans. Well, yeah, of course. Um, or Boston fans are the loudest. And I, can, <laughs> I believe that. Um, there aren't. I'm not even going to read this article because it's very – it's from SB Nation, which is a, a sports – uh, sports website and it's very like let's all suck Tom Brady's dick and I'm, you know let's let's calm down um, so Tom fucking Brady is going to be on the Madden NFL 18 and here's what makes it worse for people who aren't Patriots fans Matt here's the full name of the game Madden NFL 18 goat edition and goat of course in sports terms stands for greatest of all time right so many people on my Facebook feed are fucking fuming about this. I saw it on Twitter and all. I'm like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Um, so Brady, who's 39, by the way, I didn't realize he was 39, um, has never been on the Madden cover. He was on NFL Game Day 2003's cover, but that's a defunct franchise now. Um, his cover, if you on the show notes, ironically go, enough. On the uh, <laughs> show notes, you can go to the uh, article that I'm looking at and, and they have a picture of uh, the cover, and he's like screaming, like super manly, footballish. Um, now the <laughs> there's a there's a whole thing with the Madden thing that there's a curse. If you're on the cover of the Mad of the Madden game, your career starts to go to shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, Brady's like, I'm not concerned with that. Um, he says the Madden NFL 18 cover is a great honor for me, especially since I have been playing the game since growing up next to EA headquarters in the Bay Area. I'm not one to believe in curses, so I'm ready to take the challenge head on like always. It doesn't stand a chance. He's such a fucking asshole. All American about everything. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be on the cover of Madden. Uh, this is another one. Like, I saw it and was like, oh, I, I guess that makes sense. He's one of the most popular quarterbacks, you know, so whatever. And he is good at what he does. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big NFL fan. I'm. Obviously, I'm from Boston. I could give two fucks if the Patriots win anything. Um, but people are so fucking salty about it right now. Like I, I can. I went to work, and I live in. I live in Phoenix, and I feel salt air, like the <laughs> ocean breeze is so fucking salty. People are so mad. You know, a lot of uh, there's a lot of Broncos fans here and 49er fan. No one's a Cardinals fan here for some fucking reason. Um, well, we all know the reason, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah. 
There you go, guys. <laughs> that that Tom Brady. Yeah, Boston's national treasure. That's right. My friend, my friend Zach, actually, he went to Boston for the first time a few weeks ago on a vacation, and he said I had to do it, man. I was like, what? He he said he went up to a random guy on the street. He says he was unloading a truck, like a like a delivery truck, and he was like, yeah, what do you think about Tom Brady? And he he said it was true. I was like, what? And he goes, he knew the entire record of Tom. Brady. <laughs> he's like, oh, Tom Brady, he's perfect, man. He's gonna be in all all. Of fucking family he's gonna go to the blah, 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 blah. And i'm like oh yeah don't fuck they don't fuck around there man <laughs> i was like don't be by fenway and start talking about the red sox either because they'll keep you there for fucking three hours it's like well make sure you're not planning to do anything right <laughs> they're very very big on their sports out there <laughs> yeah but they're over there by gauchester <laughs> gauchester uh all right moving on into uh comic news so it appears that, uh, you know, we've heard these rumblings about uh, Marvel Generations or Marvel Comics Generations, which we haven't really had a whole lot of details about as to what exactly is, is happening. But now this last week, we got this uh, interesting story coming from CBR. After months of teasing, Marvel Comics has finally peeled back the curtain of its other big summer event series, Generations, detailing the full slate of one-shots that comprise the 10-issue anthology series, which kicks off in August. The list of tie-in one-shots and their respective creative teams are listed below. You have Generations the Strongest, starring Bruce Banner and Amadeus Cho. Uh, the totally awesome Hulk is going to be written by Greg Pak. Uh, Generations the Phoenix, starring the Phoenix and Jean Grey, written by Colin Bunn and uh, Generations The Best, starring Wolverine and all-new Wolverine, written by Tom Taylor. Generations Thunder, The Thunder, starring the Mighty Thor and the Unworthy Thor, written by Jason Aaron, which should be interesting. I like Jason Aaron's writing. Generations The Archers, starring Hawkeyes, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop, written by uh, Kelly Thompson. Generations The Bravest, starring uh, Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, uh, written by Margie Stoll. Generations The Marvels, Starring Captain uh, Marvel and Ms. Marvel, written by G. Willow Wilson. Generations The Iron, starring Iron Man and Iron Heart, written by Brian uh, Michael Bendis. Generations The Spiders, of course, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, written by Brian Michael Bendis. And Generations The Americas, starring Steve Rogers, Captain America, and Sam Wilson, Captain America, written by Nick Spencer. And for. Uh, and you can actually see some of the cover art on the uh on the link in the show notes which will have some that'll feature the newer one but you'll also have some that'll feature more classic um uh classic characters like Hulk, gene gray the phoenix wolverine uh so it'll be interesting to see how a lot of these characters come uh come together because some of them are are dead or retired or you know right what have you um now keep in mind this is going to be um, some people are expecting that this might be a way of uh, Marvel's version of a um, of a rebirth. Uh, given that they've, you know, they kind of did what DC did, you know, kind of not saying being diverse, you know, but just kind of changing it up a little bit. And it hasn't proven to, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, you know, you're replacing 
old standby characters with new people, which I get. But to me, replacing them with um, replacing a mainstay with a new with a updated younger character to me is just lazy. It's lazy creatively. Yeah. Um, it's one of the reasons why I, I say like DC. It's like look, DC's had Superman. Yeah, they changed Superman and Batman around a little bit, but you know what? It, it always comes back to them. So let's. Just- and I, I like you know. I'm getting tired of the constant rebirths. There's a lot of slaughtering of a lamb going on yeah. lately. Um, but I do like how DC's handling theirs right now. Yeah. Um, it, it one, it makes sense, but it's complex enough to be interesting, and it um, it just needed to happen. Yeah. You know, I think I think Marvel's hit a point now where they need to just kind of clean the slate. But it's difficult for them because they they're. They tried to intertwine their books with the uh, the movies at one point. I remember they were doing that. I yeah. think it was the Ultimates line was doing that, and then it just—I don't know what happened with that. But it—they've become convoluted in a couple yeah. ways, and, and I, they have great writers and stories to tell. They just need to get it organized. Yeah, and that's one of the things that bugs me too. Is like you have Marvel, which is such a big cinematic universe right now, and then you're like, oh, maybe I'll go and check out the comics again, and then it's like. Oh well, there's it's two Cap- there's two Captain Americas. Oh, Spider-Man's what? Uh, Miles Morales? Who's that? You know, it, it's it's just one of those things where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, one one thing I do want to mention, and it kind of a plug for next week's uh, just another podcast. Um, we will be concluding the uh, the uh, uh, button series with the Flash episode with the Flash issue. And I want to talk about the Doomsday Clock, the reveal of, you know, I need to catch up on that shit. Yeah, so that that will we will be discussing that. So it'll be another kind of comic, a uh, little comic episode in there. But um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But this is going to be back to Marvel. This is going to be their supposedly their last big event for at least eighteen months. They realize that people are starting to get fatigued on events, which always seems to happen. Well, it's what they don't. Well, they, I know they. I know, marketing knows. But what some of these, some of sometimes these companies, they're like, when you have big events, you're asking a lot of comic fans. We got to buy a lot of fucking books yeah. to follow the event. You know, it's like, and I love big events. I really do. But don't have them all the fucking time. And DC is not innocent of this either. You know, both of them make their mistakes, the same fucking mistakes. Right. You know, it, it's just just stop it. Like, and I, I think that's the best decision uh, Marvel's made on their comic end um, lately is is just to calm down a little bit. Let's let's work on some cleanup and some maintenance, and and we're not going to do any serious giant things right. that are going to require our readers to buy twenty four fucking books a month. Right. To to follow, you know. And I and I think really because it's like when you reboot. You know, because because I, I know with some they're gonna re um, they're gonna rebrand some comics and they're gonna go back to the original numbering schemes on some of them. It's right. it's kind of one of those things where it's just like you know what, just give the characters time, give them time to grow, get them a base, and then do an event. Don't go okay, a new comic. Okay, now we have a new event which is gonna launch new series because then it's like, well, why should I get involved? In these yeah, series. just it feels like whoever's running the show right now is a little too twitchy. Yeah, you know, like oh, we got to cancel this. Oh, we got to get. It's like you, no, just calm down. Yeah, because you had <laughs> Secret War, and then that kind of technically kind of relaunched the universe, and then you had everything okay for like six months, and then suddenly it's like oh, now we have Civil War two, 
And then after Civil War II, there's going to be a whole new line of comics. It's like you're you're telling people ahead of time, don't get too involved in these comics because we're just because gonna it's all going to change anyway. Yeah, right. it's like, and I, and I also too, I think something that's hurting Marvel right now. I I, I think a fair amount of people are not not too keen on this uh, Captain America bit. Like, I think over over exaggerating the fucking negativity, they need to calm down. But it's, I don't think people are into it. Like that's kind of what well, I'm reading. I, I, the thing is, is that this is two. This is two problems. Um, one, it's simply because it's it, a bad time. Right. This is. It was a bad time to have this type of story come out um, because of the way everybody's uber sensitive about everything right now. Um, it was a bad time. Also, people need to calm the fuck down because yeah. it's like, look, I I get it. You know, he's this. But he's not going to stay this way. Marvel's not that dumb. It's because the people that are the loudest with the complaining are the ones that are fans from the movies. Yeah. Where where it's Chris Evans being fucking super Captain America Boy Scout. And now they're in love with that character. And then they, they look over at the comic books for a second. And they go, what the fuck is happening over here? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, that's always the way. It, you, it's the movie fans nowadays that that complain the most but because I, they don't know. It's not even that. I mean, it's the it's the sensitivity of everybody is now because it's like always oh, a fashion. So you know, it's all because of Trump and all this blah blah blah. And it's just right. like people need to shut the fuck up because to be honest, he's not going to stay that way. He was never intended to stay that way. With Secret Empire, he was supposed to take over, and then eventually he was going to come back because it's like we already see it in fucking generations. Yeah. That, you know, apparently is Captain America. So it's like, give me a fucking break. People need and to also, just calm down. Did we forget that um, one of the mainstays of the United States is an artist can tell a fucking story the way he wants to tell it? Yeah. If you don't like it, don't fucking read it. Exactly. You know, I mean, that will I tell read, them. I read, <laughs> it from, I read it from just a purely interested standpoint of like, okay, let's. I want to see where this goes. But I'm not going to sit there and just be like, oh, it's because of this and I'm, I'm, I'm upset with this and I'm going to boycott it because it's just, you know, it's irresponsible. It's like, no, this shit gets planned years in advance. This isn't just, they, did, they just didn't come up with this like three weeks ago. Oh, this will be good and let's do this event. I'll admit, I, I, I read it. I read a bit of it and I just, I couldn't get into it. I, I But I've also, I don't read Marvel that much, you know, so... I kind of just was like, okay, it's not my thing, and I just I stopped reading it. It wasn't that big of a deal, but people were people are fucking foaming at the mouth. Yeah, it's just you because know? that's what people do nowadays. It's just yeah, everybody's vicious. Everybody has to just be pissy about something. It's like just if you don't like it, shut up and just don't look at it, don't buy it, don't read it, don't watch it. So like, calm the fuck down. This is this you know we're this country is supposed to have freedom, right? We can do whatever we can read and watch whatever the fuck we want. If you don't like it, fine. Say, I don't like it. I don't dig where it's going, and then just stop buying. Well, it. it's it's like I like I told somebody um, at work one time because they I forget what it was about, but he didn't like it, and I said, well, you know, it's a free country, so don't watch it if you don't like it. He goes, yeah, it's a free country, so I can have an opinion, and I'm like, very true. But we can keep going down the rabbit hole. It's a free country, and I can have an opinion on your opinion. You're being a fucking asshole, <laughs> right? So. You know, what's it going to be? But whatever. So, um, some of you old hat DC fans will remember this guy, but New God and Master Escape Out as Mr. Miracle is returning to the forefront of the DC universe this summer. 
Today, DC revealed a new Mr. Miracle limited series from uh, Sheriff of Babylon creators Tom King and Mitch Jarrett. Uh, as revealed by Pace, Mr. Miracle is a 12-issue series that kicks off in August. Uh, the new series aims to put a 21st century spin on the story of Scott Free, just as original creator Jack Kirby uh, was influenced by the politics and pop culture of the 1970s for his original stories. Um, there's a quote. King told Paste that he's not worried about trying to stand toe-to-toe with legendary Kirby. I don't think that's the challenge. I think that's the theme. And going back and reading all of Kirby, you're dipping your head into ingenious. No one can out Kirby Kirby. You can't make an epic as great as he did. It's like trying to make Star Wars again or like trying to rewrite the Iliad. A fair amount of dick riding going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take those grand cosmic space opera themes by the way they did rewrite star wars it's called the force awakens right um and and internalize (laughs) them and use them to tell a very personal story that's what appeals to me about it we were going to talk we're going to take the bigness of kirby and turn that into the intimacy of mr miracle's life uh king continued kirby's use of metaphor for his time written in the late 60s early 70s when the world was going utterly insane we're going to use it as a metaphor for our time the late 2010s uh when once again the world is going insane it it's almost like we're holding up a mirror to that work or internalizing it we're going to we're going we're going step in step with him so yeah um I Mr. Miracle is like a golden age dude. I don't know much about him. Hold on one second. I don't know much. But I know so he was one he he was one of the new gods. So um this is from Wikipedia, just real quick. Like all the new gods, Scott Free is functionally immortal. Having stopped aging around the age of thirty, he has developed an immunity to toxins and diseases. Scott has superhuman strength, agility, speed, coordination, and reflexes, along with incredible stamina. Due to his exhausting and rigorous life on Apocalypse, so he is one of the he's new gods. So he's from Apocalypse. Scott Free has tremendous resistance to physical injury and psychic influence, and is capable of extremely rapid recovery. And there's some he's a genius. So he's basically perfect. DC likes to do that. They have characters that are, like, perfect. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with them. Um, But this is cool. I always like um, when they take, like, they take, if they do it right, they take an old, like, Golden Age or Silver Age character and they try to modernize it and bring it back. And and sometimes they pull it off and sometimes they don't. Um, Because DC, one thing DC has is a shit ton of fucking characters. Like, they were churning out superheroes <laughs> in the 60s and 70s. So, um, and I like the name, Mr. Miracle. Like, what do you want me to do today? Mr. Mm-hmm. Miracle, you know? Um, but yeah, just just wanted to point that out. <laughs> never heard of him. I've heard of him, but I've never read his, his uh, stuff. I've heard of him just because I've he's mentioned in a few DC comics that I've read, um, but I don't know. I'll probably check that one out. All right. Well, moving on into uh, tech news. There's a glimmer of hope for a specific subset of victims in the WannaCry hack. Security researchers have released a fix that gets rid of the ransomware and restores a device's files, though it only works with Windows XP to Windows 7. 
and only on computers that have not been rebooted since the infection. The fix is called uh, Wanakiwi, and it comes from a security researcher, Benjamin Delpree. The program scores a computer, um, scours a computer's memory for prime numbers, the foundation of encryption, and then uses the uh, to uses those to generate a unlock key for the encrypted files. Restarting the computer could erase these prime numbers. This indigenous ingenious little tool is based on Adrian Gunet's WannaKey, which was designed to recover Windows XP keys. WannaCry is the largest ransomware attack in history, and it isn't over yet. It was unleashed in three, on 300,000 computers in more than 150 countries on May 12th, briefly locking down the United Kingdom's National Health Service and thousands of other institutions around the globe. The ransomware demands $300 in Bitcoin to restore the infected device's files and gives victims one week to pay. Today, the de this was last week, the, deadline, um, the deadlines are up. WannaCry infects computers running outdated versions of Windows. Microsoft released a patch for this exploit in March, and, but that doesn't protect people and businesses who don't automatically update or anyone using pirated software. Hackers lifted a program from the National Security Agency, the NSA, which originally called the vulnerability Internal Blue. A group named the Shadow Brokers claimed to have stolen hacking secrets from the NSA and had been publishing these tools online. Copycat hacks have been popping up since WannaCry went live and the program itself is evolving as security firms attempt to block it. So if you have the old computers and you haven't restarted, definitely uh, get onto this. Yeah. We have a link in the show notes. Yeah, my, um, you know, real quick, my mine is a more specific story on kind of the same thread that um, Steve's talking about. Uh, there was a there was an article on The Verge, uh, some UK, the U, some U, some UK hospitals were hit with this uh, WannaCry attack. And it kind of puts things into perspective here, because a lot of times, you know, the hackers, they do this for the lulls, they do it because it's funny or whatever, but then they forget that um, you're hitting some important stuff. So these hospitals couldn't access their records. They couldn't access nothing. I mean, that can cause a life to be ended. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 really sad that it was probably done by some fucking moron somewhere in their basement, and it really affects some pretty serious shit. Now, we're noticing, too, that these these attacks, while they do happen, they get cleaned up rather quickly nowadays. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, and it's not by the government. Everyone always thinks the government's going to save them from hacking. It's like, no, it's from Microsoft, it's from Google, um, you know, or even uh, an independent group it will fix the problem. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me. But it's um, this was this was I think I read this was the first worldwide attack. Yeah, because it was uh, forty five. Over 45,000 computers across 74 countries, uh, including a number of utility countries in Spain. Uh, Russia was among the hottest hit with 1,000 computers in the country, country's internal ministry falling victim to the attack, although officials insist no data was lost. Russia was the hottest hit. Maybe it came from Russia. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I we were talking about this at work. Someone was like, well, they need to update their systems. I'm like, you know... <laughs> It's not that fucking easy. Like, right. sure, you can put Windows 10 on your single computer, 
But they, some of these companies, like I, I was reading another article that a lot of mom and pop shops, they got hit with this thing and their systems went down and they had a closed shop. Yeah. They lost that much money that they couldn't, they couldn't go anymore. They don't have the money to update their shit, you know? So, um, and then of course people are like, oh, it's Microsoft's fault or something like that. And I'm like, how is it Microsoft's fault that people are using Windows XP? Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's this weird convoluted thing. And it was very interesting to watch, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to watch everything unfold. I, I had no attack on mine. Um, but we won Windows 10 on our stuff, so. Right, so you're not And at be... work, I didn't, I didn't get anything, so. We did get an email, though, um, at my job, a company-wide email that said if you get any weird emails or with links yeah. in them or whatever. Yeah, we got that, too, about um, also um, uh, when you make sure to restart your computer every week so it, can, um, so it could, you, you know, those updates can get in there. Oh, ours are forcefully restarted. Yeah. So we run uh, Windows 7. Yeah, so do we. Yeah, which most companies still use um, because it's – well, but that's okay though because Windows 7 is supported until 2020 right. uh, for security updates. And once 2020 is hit, hits, I, I bet you fucking all the money in my pocket that – which isn't much to be honest <laughs> um, – that they'll cry about it and they'll have to extend it a year because yeah. that's what happened with um, Windows XP. They had to extend it, even though Microsoft said for like a full year you need to update your shit, and right. they didn't do it. And they're like, "Oh, fuck you! You need to extend it." Right. <laughs> if I was running Microsoft. I'd be like, "You know what? Fuck you!" Yeah, it's like, no, we told you. We told you they, completely. They kind of did that the second time around too, because they extend. What did they extend it? Like a year, I think. Yeah. They extended it, and then a lot of companies still had enough to Microsoft. I'm sorry. Like I don't know what to tell you. Right. Like. We've been telling you for like five years now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, get with the you're you're a complete douchebag at this point. I mean, right. it's like, you know, because you're fucking lazy. It's like, you know, it, I, and I, I want to hear the excuses of these companies. Well, you know, I've just been so busy, you know, with um, shit going on in my life. You know, things are a little um, a little chaotic. Could we just like get this and um, move this over a little bit? No, fuck you. I remember when they were when they were halting Windows XP. There was articles with companies going, we'll just move to Linux then. It's like uh, Linux does the same thing. Yeah. Like, and and the, the sad thing is, is that like, well, Linux is free, so it's easier to update. It's like, it's not free for you, asshole. Right. Like, because companies are going to want support. That's what, that's what some, so like Red Hat, which is the biggest company um, or Linux distribution for companies, they don't, you can download Red Hat with no, for free, but if you want support for Red Hat, then you need to pay for that. Right. And they have some of the greatest support known for computers, but it ain't free. <laughs> so um, it's just interesting. But yeah, I, I think this uh, this attack is all but gone at this point uh, in the major areas anyway. Mm. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I you know, we've we've heard a little stuff about that at, at work and but nothing's really kind of come of it. So. You know, I guess the the worst is over. Yeah. Until the next one. <laughs> right. But it, it is too, like, attacks like this are a little more scary than the ones that, oh, Xbox Live is down because right. of a DDO, DDoS. This is an actual attack. Right. Like, right. actual hacking is going on. Um, so it, it is something that it's like, shit. Like, it kind of makes everyone wake up and go, oh, fuck, we need to check our security and, and stuff like that. 
Um, and then there was a lot of talk too, uh, and I had to explain this to somebody at work. They're like, why is it $300? Like, why, why wouldn't they ask for more? And I'm like, actually, there's been studies on that where anything over 300, most people won't pay it. Yeah. Like there's a, when you're, when you lock up someone's stuff and they go and you ransom something there, it, it internally people go, is it worth the money? Yeah. <laughs> so 300 is an easy, like a company will go fine. Fuck it. You know, I, I need to get back to work. Here's your 300 bucks. Right. You know what I mean? But, um, I just restart. Fuck you have a backup. Yeah. Like, I don't understand people that don't back this shit up. Yeah, I know. You know? All right. So I guess on that note, it's uh, the end of the headlines. So this week I wanted to kind of touch base a little bit on this because Adam kind of gave his uh, when he got his new phone, he um, the Galaxy S8 Plus, he kind of gave more of a more of a impressions since he only right. had it for like less less than a week. Um, I've had I got the regular uh, Samsung Galaxy S8 um, over a week ago. Um, and I figured at this point since we we basically have, you know, both models that they that come with it, I just I guess it's just kind of a kind of I think a good amount of time that we've had to review it. So, I guess we can just kind of review the phone in general. Um, let me let me explain something though. And I haven't talked to Steve about this, but when Steve got his phone he had that look on, and I do the same thing. I think every man who's older than thirty does it, where you're so fucking excited for something, but you're trying to look cool. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I could tell that inside, Steve was like, "I'm getting that fucking eight. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dope. And she Although, tried to upsell you too. Yeah, I know. A bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but like you know, it's like oh, this isn't my first rodeo, the chick. Right. Lady, you know? It's like I have. She. It's so funny because she's like, okay, let me go get the phone. So we're standing there waiting. She comes back with the phone and then a box with a case, a screen. But get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Mocked up like three, three times higher than Amazon. Oh yeah, you know it was the the fast charger, the the wireless charger, the case, the screen protector. I'm like, I, I, no, I don't. I'm trying to get that wireless charger though. That thing is fucking mm-hmm. slick. I was using it at Steve's house when I was out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Just drop, just whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to think about it. Oh man, and so. Um, so a couple of things uh, from from me for um, first off, I gotta say, battery life is fucking amazing on this phone. Um, I did the real test yesterday when I went to Disneyland. Um, charged it all night, you know. Uh, took it off the charger at like eight in the morning yesterday, and now this is like go- going to Disneyland. I used Waze for a little bit when I left. Um, also string Pandora to the park, uh, did, uh, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, posted videos, shared stuff on Facebook, checked in, did it on Twitter while you're waiting in line, looking at Instagram, just doing the normal shit. The phones charge when we left the park, which was about, by the time we got to the car, it was about, um, about almost one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. And I had 23% battery life. And yeah. so, and this is also, mind you too, I took video there of like the fireworks show, some of the parade, a lot of pictures and stuff like that. Um, even using some of the, the filters in the camera, which I'll get into later. Uh, 
but using all of that. So by the time I got to the car, you know, it was at 20, like I said, 23%. Then at that point, you know, I was in the car, I connected it to the charger and then uh, streamed Pandora on the way back. What, on the way back, even this is streaming through a car. So this is, you know, the little, um, what do you call it? The little uh, cigarette lighter charge. I had that yeah. connected to the phone plus connected into the auxiliary port of the car so we could listen to Pandora. And still by the time, and it was only a 45 minute drive. By the time I got, we got back to the valley, about 45 minutes, no real traffic. I was already at like 55% charge, fully char- uh, charged. Yeah, that's the, that's the other arm um, of the battery life. And, and that I've noticed that a few times too. Like my phone today was at, <laughs> I looked down and it's at 4%. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I couldn't even remember the last time I, I, uh, I charged it. I said, let me throw this on the charger real quick because we were about to go out. I think I had it on the charger for like 45 minutes. I was up to like 78%. Yeah. It's like, fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I have the bigger battery too because the, um, like, I don't know. I, I was I was talking to somebody about it and they're like, oh, well, the 8 has a bigger battery. I'm like, yeah, but it also has a bigger screen. Yeah. So it kind of all balances itself out. Right. And one of the, and this is funny because uh, Heather was noticing this. She's an iPhone user and she was noticing this that people in line, everybody with an iPhone had it connected to one of those little portable chargers. Yep. Which I took. I took uh, two, one for my brother's phone and one for my phone. We ended up not using them going over there. And my brother didn't use it as much as, as I did. And his battery, we were about the same battery life by the end, you know, end of the day. And he has the six. And so, uh, but he didn't even really use it for much except just to take pictures here and there. Um, but uh, but all of the iPhone users had it connected to something and Samsung people didn't. And that one of the that's one of the things I really kind of notice about this phone. It's like I use it all day at work. Um, when it's slow, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Amazon, Groupon, whatever have you, and I'm still coming home at seven o'clock, putting my phone down, and I'm at fifty five percent still. And I had um, you can really thank that battery life too. Not so much for the phone, yes, but also the um the latest version of Android is so aggressive, yeah. and it's a uh, battery saving, and 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 it's it's a fucking blessing because Android's never been known for battery saving. Yeah, like it it's always been pretty open to whoever wants to run, whatever wants to run can run like the fucking wind. Um, I did do a test myself, and I forgot to tell Steve about this. So, uh, on these phones, they go all the way up to 4K on the screen. Now they default to 1080P. Um, and I would, and I personally don't like for the 4k one because the text gets really small and then, um, some things act wonky, like some apps, they're not ready for it basically. Mm-hmm. But, um, I did a test. I ran, I, I ran it all day for a normal work day, um, on regular and I got home and I think I was at, when I got home, I was at, um, 62, no, 63%. And um, then the next day, I ran it at 4K all day, with this with um, screen brightness turned up. I, I put on that performance mode. Oh right. Um, and normal day, you know, I'm using my phone, whatever. And uh, I watched each day. I watched a couple YouTube videos. Um, definitely Facebook Messenger, texting, stuff like that. Locations always turned on on my phone, and I was at 60 percent. So it's a three percent difference between. 
optimized mode and performance mode. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Now, granted, I wasn't playing games or anything because I was at work. And I do notice, like all phones, yeah. <laughs> when you play a game for a while, that battery ticks down a lot faster. Right. Uh, they do have a game mode. And I don't know if that has anything to do with battery power. I think it has everything to do with the performance of the game, but I haven't tried that out yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me. And that's also including, you know, um, always on is activated because I know when I had my my S7, I did um, I did have always on and I noticed definitely a, um, a a drainage as far as the battery is concerned. Now, when they updated it to uh, Nougat, um, I noticed a difference. I noticed the battery life was was holding out a bit better. Um I like the fact that the phone's default storage is 64 gigs. Yeah. Plus I have a hundred and I have a hundred and twenty, 120 gigs SD card in there. Yeah. Cause they, they actually, they simplified it. They, they have the, the eight line only has two phones. There's no different sizes right. or capacities. They're, they're both, there's the eight and the eight plus, and they're both 64 gigs. That's it. Which and a is, lot of people were mad about that. Which is or not a lot of people with some. The, but the thing is, is that with the with the with the S seven, it was um, thirty two gigs. Yeah. So they doubled the storage in this phone, plus giving you a memory card. You know, a memory card slot, which, in my opinion, still, I mean, sixty four gigs. That's a lot. You can't even. Yeah, you, that's like, it's like that's the middle grade iPhone. Throw a micro in there, without real quick. That, a, they're not even that expensive. Yeah, without a micro. Right. So, yeah, I don't have I don't have a memory card in mind and I'm nowhere now I'm nowhere near filling it. And I have some videos on there and I record in 4K because I'm the shit. You know what I mean, but um I think I have like two 15-minute bits. I'm at 29 gigs used. Okay. I mean, come on. And I got tons of games on here cuz I was testing the shit out of it, you know. Right. Um they're just great. Like the, it's a great fucking phone. There's, I, I really have no complaints. I've, I've heard some people say that um, uh, TouchWiz has been kind of glitchy, but I don't use TouchWiz, yeah, so I wouldn't know. I don't use TouchWiz. I actually use um, I use a uh, the um, fuck. What the hell do I use? Um, I use a, another virtual keyboard, a SwiftKey, which. When I used that on iPhone, it was very, very glitchy. But when I use it on my, it's it's basically made for Android. Is really what it comes down to. Um, right. It, and it runs it runs really smooth on there. Um, one thing that still bothers me, and this is Android in general, is that there are a, a lot of apps that you can move to your SD card to free up space on your on your phone's card. But what I don't like, and the the answer that Android is or Google has given is that it, is bullshit. Because every time you you transfer a file to your SD card, every time the file updates, it puts it back on the phone. And you have to manually switch it over each time. Mm-hmm. And they always say, well, you know, it's because, you know, we're unable to do it the other way. And it's like, no bullshit. You did it before you took away the SD card before that you know on on android before that before the what was it the s6 was the the one without the sd card you could do it and then suddenly now oh we can't it's 
like no it like that's always bugged me yeah they'll do it eventually it's whatever but, but i haven't really had to deal with that because i don't have a cod but yeah that would get annoying yeah um as far as uh as far as other things on the phone picture quality is great on this camera yep. video quality is even better um even low lights impressive. Oh my god, low light! I was taking yeah. a. There was a lot of pictures, and the one thing that I've always had a problem with was taking pictures in low light at night. But if you've gone on my Instagram page, uh, I've posted quite a few pictures in, um, in things that I wouldn't have normally been able to do. Low light, where I took a picture of the of the Magic Kingdom ca- castle in low light from a distance. Yeah, came out great. Also. Um, I also took a picture of uh, the Chippendale statue, but with the sun facing me. Um, did some um, did some really good. I took some pictures, which I'll probably end up loading on the Facebook page, so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. I even took some pictures in very low light on um, on uh, Thunder Mountain, and really came out very clean, very clear. I'm really really impressed with how much you how much more light you get in there. So it really it really just makes taking pictures easier because it's like, oh, it's too low. I can't take a picture. You know, um, another thing that I thought was really, really cool was um, the screen. Yeah, that's screen, the screen's gorgeous. The screen is sexy as fuck. But yeah. what makes it so much better is seeing it in fucking sunlight. Yep. You can you can see everything. I was reading text yeah. in the Phoenix sun. Like I was just like, dude, do, 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 it's whatever. You know, it's, it's amazing. I'm standing in line at, in the sun and, um, you know, scrolling through Facebook while I'm waiting in line and being able to see everything on my phone. because And, and that really is such a difference because I was what before I traded in my phone, I was using the S7 and I couldn't see shit in sunlight and forget it. If you have smudge marks on there, it makes it even worse. Um, couldn't see shit on there. Um Speed is really good. The camera speed is so much better on this phone. Um, there, is, I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I've always had lag issues with my old phone with camera. You're trying to take that quick picture, it'll lag, or it won't take it. You know, um, this camera a lot more instinctive. Sometimes I even just hold my finger over the button and it picks it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The screen is. Um... And it's not a bad thing, but I did have to get used to it. The screen is rather sensitive. Yeah. Like, because I, I am one of those people. You know how you're holding your phone? You're kind of hovering your thumb over. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get a little too close, and it <laughs> presses it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, the one thing, I want to say something negative because I feel I should. <laughs> Like, a lot of people complain that the fingerprint sensor is too close to the camera. I have no issue with that. I don't... It just, I just takes a little getting used to. I, and people but that, I'm also... People that complain I'm, about that just need to... Just, right. Like, you just come in come in from the the uh, left of the phone, man. Like, <laughs> it's I mean, not that big I, of a deal. I, nev- I have yet to... Um, and I got a... I, um, for those of you that, you know, wondering, I got this uh, cheap case, an Insignia case from Best Buy. Because I was looking for, because Adam was cracking up because I was handling the phone like I was holding the fucking, uh, the arc of the fucking covenant. I mean, it was just like sending it down. It's like you know. But least, then I was nervous every time he pulled it out of his pocket yeah. because the thing it's so slick. I've actually watched, and and I guess that is one downside of it. I watched a video. You know how they have videos on YouTube where they they do uh, 
crash tests to the phones and stuff. They have videos of yeah. that on YouTube? Yeah, where they'll like drop <laughs> it from a certain... You didn't sense my sarcasm there? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. Anyway. Continue. Uh, the, the phone did not fare well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it pretty much shattered in multiple locations. Like, it's not built to be strong. It's a fully glass phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? One, like, of, one of my coworkers, she got the phone. Her husband works for T-Mobile. So he got her the phone on launch day. And um, so, you know, that was like less than a month ago. When I came back from um, getting my phone, I told her I got my phone. She goes, I dropped my phone. And my reaction was like she told me one of her children like got brutally mutilated. You know, I was right. like, oh, no. And she, she goes, I mean, it's right here on the corner. She told me how she did. She got a cover on it and everything. But she was rushing um, to go somewhere. And her phone came out of her purse and just happened to fall in that right spot. Fortunately, it's in the corner. You know, it doesn't really affect the faceplate or anything like that. But it's there. And you know it, it's there. You know it's there, and you know it's one of those things that if it, if you hit it again, right in the right spot, it's gonna it's gonna splinter. Um, yeah. See, my my phone has been in an OtterBox case since day one. And and yeah. So and we we had gone to the movies that night, and I had shorts on because it was kind of warm, and my pockets in the shorts weren't deep; they were very shallow pockets. And because the phone is super slick, it fell out of my pocket at the theater like twice and even in the car and i was like fuck i need to get something for this and when we were at best buy waiting for adam to get his um fire i happened and i I just wanted something that i could just put on there just for now until i get a a better case but i found this actually really cool case a rubberized case from best buy for 20 bucks it was on clearance a blue backing it's actually a really nice cover and since i put on doesn't move out of my pocket i even have trouble sometimes putting it in my pocket because it grips in there but it has raised corner raised bumpers on the corner and the top of the phone and on the bottom corners so which is usually the heavy impacts um but uh i have to say that i have yet to have a problem with the actually i did have a little bit of an issue with my phone um reading my uh what do you call it my fingerprint um but the phone kind of froze for a second and then i just kind of you know moved it out and then everything was fine but i have had after a couple of days i've gotten so used to the um to unlocking the phone with my finger it's just ridiculous on how much fun it is to just actually get on the phone and unlock it yeah Uh, i do it all in one fucking motion now yeah like before it's even fully out of my pocket my finger is sliding onto the thing by the time it's at my face it's already unlocked (laughs) yeah because i pull it on my pocket and i put it right in my hand and i have that one finger on there and it's just like by the time i raise it up to my face it's already unlocked you know and it's just like oh that's so nice Um, one of one cool feature about unlocking too is they have this location-based unlock thing so i have it set um anytime the phone's in my house it just stays unlocked yeah. So I, I don't. I just pick it up, you know. But then I might as well turn it off because I I'm so used to put my fucking finger on the fingerprint reader <laughs> that I do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I, but. I did that. The problem that I had is because I have Android Pay. It still requires me to kind of do a secondary lock. Unlock. Yeah, so you're gonna have to do it anyway. So, so I just turned it off because I was like, well, that was kind of it's. I get it, but it's kind of sucks when you have Android Pay because it makes you do fingerprint 
um, lock or a um, gesture. I haven't right. done the retina scan or the um, facial recognition yet. Um, but Adam and yeah, I, I haven't were, done those either. Adam and I were having fun talking about the kind of facial recognitions we would do on the phone. Um, eh. <laughs> uh, eight, eight and a half, eight and a half by eleven portrait. You know, when you do the facial recognitions, um, I used a Bluetooth on um, my uh, my wireless speaker. Um, picks it up perfectly. Um, if you had, um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything negative that I can think about oh. the phone right now. So I had to test it. So this phone, I think it's the only phone on the market that has Bluetooth, what is it, 5? Yeah. And the main big feature with it um, is that you can connect two speakers at once. So I have this one Bluetooth speaker, and then I'm like, fuck it. I brought it out to the car, and I connected to my car and the Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked fine. Yeah. There's no issues, you know. Um, but... I think that's dope. Like if you if you have like two, you could buy two matching speakers and kind of have stereo sound going on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, if you have like outside for like a party or something like right, that, that'll right, be right. cool to do. Um, Bluetooth is still and and Bluetooth is always weird to me, like how to how to do it because you have to you have to. <laughs> I'm always fucking up. I feel like an old man when I do it because I'm like, okay, Bluetooth. Why don't I see it? Oh yeah, I gotta press the button on the Bluetooth device. Okay, I got it. Okay. Oh wait, now I gotta do this again. <laughs> Over the being dumb. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually like I have um, the Samsung level, and so it's just like I had to set it. Actually, yeah, I had to set it once, and it it's it's really nice that it's just so it's just such an ease of use for that. And I also have it set for a jawbone at work that we use for sometimes uh, streaming music. Oh, I had a question for you. Have you um, messed with the headphones that it came with? Yeah, I have. Um, it's the only issue that I really have with that is if you listen to podcasts, the audio never comes out loud enough. Even when you fuck with the, yeah. even when you fuck with the settings. Um, aside from I... that, listening to music, it's fine. See, I hate them. They, for some reason, no matter what uh, rubber pieces I put on them, they do not stay in my ear. Oh, really? They always – they'll stay on my ear, but they slide out to the point that I, I can barely hear it. Hmm. And and the be, the uh, earbuds I originally had are better than them, and they're fucking skull candy $20 headphones. Nah. You yeah, know, just I because they stay in my ear. Yeah, I haven't had issues with these. Um, they've they stay in my ear. I haven't I I haven't changed the uh, the size to them because I did the uh, because I just with had with what what came or I just used what came with it. Um, and I haven't had an issue. I like the corded wire um, from um, connection. Uh, the reason being is because the old earbuds that I had from um, Samsung were shit, and they just kept uh, it just they just kept failing. And um, so I use these old iPhone earbuds that work fine, but because they're the wire, they always got tangled, and I never really seem to have that issue with these. Um, I haven't used them on a call yet uh, because, you know, we're in the 21st century and nobody uses phones for calling anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, the earphones work fine. I do have to fuck with them a little more to really find the kind of sound that I want with them. Um, but all in all, the I'm, I'm kind of looking at some Bluetooth ear um headphones anyway um yeah me too uh but uh yeah i mean aside from that everything on this phone i mean um seems pretty good i mean 
Bixby on and on uh, Verizon still kind of sh- is still shitty. Yeah, it's super basic. It's yeah. not very useful. Um, but you can get you have the Google Assistant. That's fucking dope. I use that all the time. Oh, I like, used um, I used that app you told me uh, the other day, City City Mapper. Oh, you like it, dude? That shit is for here. You if I set up um, home and work, and then it's you know one of the things was get me home, and fucking told me like, okay, walk a block here, grab this bus at this time or this time or this time, yeah, and then walk from here up there, you're home. And I was like, so I know you use public transit. I thought you'd really like it because yeah. I was going to download it and check it out, but they don't have Phoenix on there, and okay. you don't really need Phoenix to be on there either. It's not <laughs> that complicated. Uh, but LA, places like LA, New York, Boston—I mean, those are all on there. A couple foreign cities too, um, and it's definitely—it just—I was reading the synopsis, so dope. Like with stuff, stuff like that, like just get me home, and it just yeah. tells you how to get there. Um, I do have to give a shout out to otterbox the new otterbox case for the for my phone is so dope it it uh it doesn't add too much bulk to the phone and also um i was kind of picking the phone up and reminded and something that you said too if you're gonna get a case get a rubberized case because you you'll be amazed just the added grip will will save you from 90 percent of the drops that you would have anyway yeah because the these new phones are so goddamn slick like I, I remember when I went to the first time I ever took it out of the case because it was sent to me in the case. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it out of the case when I went to Steve's house to kind of, you know, because he wants to see what the actual phone is like. And I, I immediately did not like holding it because it was it was too delicate. You know what I mean? And it's it's just just get a decent case like don't cheap out don't get a fucking ten dollar case off of amazon get something decent something that's got the shock absorbent and stuff like that um because this is i think the most expensive phone on the market yeah right now um you don't want to drop this motherfucker i'll tell you that much i know i know to get this screen replaced i think the deductible most places is close to 300 i think if i remember correctly but i probably don't (laughs) Also, too, um, I was tripping out at first because the uh, the six because um, they don't have a physical button anymore. So the six, you double tap the uh, button and the camera would come up I'm like, oh, fucking bullshit. I can't do it. You just double tap the power button. Like it, it's one of those phones where you're like, oh, it has a shortcoming. And then you find out you're the one that's fucking up because you didn't know right. how to do it. You know, so they Samsung kind of thinks of everything. Um, definitely making up for that note fiasco yeah <laughs> uh and that's one th- one downside for me because i love the note and i would love a note like this like with a little s pen in it you know what i mean and just getting the fucking job done i just like the stylus and shit but um this is the per this is probably the best phone i've ever had not yeah. to not to not to dick ride samsung too much but yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. To me, if you are interested in making a change from an iPhone, um, this is definitely a phone to go for. Yeah, because be honest with yourself, the iPhone eight's just going to be another. Is it ain't going to be much different, right? Than what you got in your pocket right now. Let's, let's be honest. You know, so if you want something different, something something pretty too. Like if you, if you're into an aesthetic or whatever, it, the the phone is gorgeous. Also, you bloatware know? is. Oh, nothing. Well, it's like from nothing. Verizon. Yeah, from Verizon too. And the the fact of the matter is, is that 
I've dealt with so much bloatware on on phones. It's actually really nice to not have that type yeah, of shit. When you first open the phone and you go into the app drawer, it's just a single page. Yeah, that's it. And Verizon has a few of their apps, but they're in a folder. You know, they're out of the way. You know, so it's it's um. And some of the apps, most Verizon people are going to want anyway. Let's open this and see what the fuck is on there. I don't. Oh no, I I have Nova Launcher, so it doesn't have it on here. But it's like their fucking messages. Hold on, let me let me get into that and I can see real quick. Um, it's got caller ID, cloud, their their text messages, which I go with the Samsung default one. I don't use their their Verizon messages. Uh, my Verizon, which is your account. They have MF, M, um, NFL Mobile, which nobody uses. Um, also, Slacker Radio, their navigation system, and their protect uh, their protection uh, app. So. Which all you got to do is, I just disable them in yeah. this in the thing. Um, what was it? I use I use a Facebook Messenger for texting because everybody uses Facebook Messenger anyway. So for the odd text, I'm like, fuck it, I'll just get it in this app. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, but yeah, I think the overall uh, the overall thing from both of us is that the phone's the shit. Um, if you're thinking if you're thinking about getting it, um, you don't really have to be on the fence. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be disappointed. The, the only real choice is: do you want the big one or do you want the small one? The the plus is significantly bigger. Like yeah. it's it's not a minor I, I, size I, difference. I, I played around with Adam's uh, phone because I kind of wanted to see. How the plus was, and and, and I I did see it with a um, um, with a, a coworker's phone, but I really wanted to make sure you know what it was, and um, uh, yeah, I, it was um, a little too much for me. Right, and and the the larger phones have always been for a certain kind of person. Like it, it's the, the the normal eight is not small. It, I mean it's not. I mean it's not like fucking the iPhone three. Like it's not super tiny. It's a it's a normal size phone. If you have a if you have a seven, because I we compared it to my to my seven. Well, it's roughly the same size. It's roughly it? the same size, but a little narrower. And right. the, the benefit to the being it it is not extreme. It's a little narrower, but it actually is better in the hand. Yeah, if it's even, and that's the same because uh, with my with the plus, it's about the same width as Steve's phone. Yeah, but it's much taller. So I still get that really good grip where it fits perfectly in my hand and then it's just a little taller, a little bit of, you know, the phone aerobics sliding right. it up and down on the phone. But I also have larger hands, so it's it's better for me. Um, but you – some people just like larger phones. I, I actually – there's someone – people at work are starting to get um, the 8 and uh, there's this girl. She's like 5'1", the tiny thing, and she has the same phone as me. She just likes larger phones, yeah. you know, and, and that's what it's funny to watch her hold it because it looks like she's going to fucking it's going to fall on her and kill her. Um, <laughs> not heavy at mm. all. I mean, Steve's phone, you can barely notice you're holding anything. I know now that I have the case on it, there actually feels some because I gave it a to little co- bit because yeah. a coworker of mine goes, oh, he goes, oh, you got it. So I took it out of the case. And he goes, oh, my God, this is like nothing. And then I put the case on. He goes, yeah, now it feels like you're holding something in your hand when you put a case on there. See, and that makes me nervous. Like, that's why I don't like not having a case. Like, you can't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel like you're going to drop it. But it's perfect, though, because everybody gets a case for the most part. If you're smart, oh, you're yeah. going to get a case anyway. So now the, the weight of the phone isn't adding on to the weight of the case. Because I have a 
the the new OtterBox isn't super heavy, but OtterBox compared to others is usually a little heavier because yeah. it's got plastic. It's got the rubbers in it and stuff like that. But this is I could hold. I've it's held got this the for. In it. Oh, <laughs> um, I've held this for like I think the longest an hour because I was playing a game. Yeah, and um, I no fatigue. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, so I mean I was tired, but that doesn't do with the phone, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, the only upset for me is Bixby. And I I don't want Bixby to be better. I want them to allow me to remap the button. Yeah. Because they, they had there was a third party that came out with a way to remap the button. I remember I was telling Steve about it. And then they quickly patched it so it wouldn't work. Um, and now all you can do is disable it completely because I guess people are having problems where they're trying to volume down and they're accidentally pressing the Bixby. Got, I don't have I've, that I've made that I've made that before. Like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whoops. I don't have that issue. I think because I have the bigger phone, it's just easy. And also, my buttons are covered with uh, the OtterBox stuff, so it's a little easier to tell. Right. Um, but I would I would love if they would allow me to switch that shit to the Google Assistant or or just map it to wherever the fuck I want. Right. You know, and maybe that will come down in the pike. We'll see. Samsung might abandon Bixby if nobody uses it. Right. You know, so but you know that's no fault but theirs if they nobody can fucking do anything me, with it. Let me open Bixby, and then sometimes the button—that's the only thing too. Sometimes Bixby doesn't want to load. Like mm. I'll press the button and it kind of just sits there. And somebody said, "Um, there's this guy. He's he's Canadian. He does a lot of I forget his name now, but he has a whole thing that does a lot of tech reviews and stuff. And he said. He says, Bixby, he doesn't use it. He doesn't use any digital assistant. He says, if your entire life can be summed up into a small uh, tile-based format, then you really need to reevaluate what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? That's exactly what's wrong with it, is that it's just too simplistic, which is why I like uh, Google Assistant, because it doesn't really – you hold the button down, it opens up, and it just says, hi, how can I help? You know what I mean? It's, It's just dope. Oh shit! It heard me. Yeah. Um, I love that Google Assistant. Like, we were we were driving and we got kind of lost. I was with my wife, and I did what what you did with the city mapper. I just I opened it and I don't know why I just went. How do I get home? And it instantly mapped it for me. Oh wow! Because because my Google account knows what my home and work is. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, is this shit like that makes you feel like you're in the fucking future. Yeah. You know, like, my phone is my friend at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Looking out for me. But whatever. I'm, I'm trailing on. Do you have anything uh, else to say about it? Um, no, not really. I mean, it has a lot of the same features that I had with the S7, which was good. Um, just had to reformat my um, my uh, Edge apps, you know, to the, the proper um, to the proper apps that I had on the original phone. Um, which Adam didn't realize how you could set that up until I showed him. Um, yeah, because I never had an Edge phone. Like my six wasn't an Edge; it was a regular one. I was very resistant to the whole <laughs> Edge thing. Um, that's another thing too. Real quick, um, the screen. So every every eight is an Edge, and that that bothered me for a minute. Like I was like, oh fuck, I don't want this goddamn Edge shit. But the slope of the screen, it's a subtle change. But it's not as sharp as the seven or the six was. You you almost barely notice it, and it just yeah. makes it look like there's zero bezel on your phone, um, which is always something we like. So um, yeah, if you're worried about that, take a second look at it. Hit up hit up a Best Buy or something and look at them because it is it is a 
it's not a it's a subtle change but it's a significant change at yeah. the same time yeah i think that's pretty much it i mean it's it's um yeah i mean it you you have a lot of control in your hands and you know the phone is just it's just such a it's amazing on how much of an improvement from the seven to the eight it was and i can only imagine how much it was from the six to the eight you know oh yeah jump up so uh especially just just performance wise too yeah. like things load faster it i i've actually experienced it's four gigs of memory time. on here now yeah the only time there was one time i experienced lag but it was my fault for being an asshole um <laughs> i had just turned the phone on and as soon as the screen came up i was trying to open shit and and it's like hold on motherfucker let me <laughs> let me turn stuff on first and it only lagged for like two seconds it just kind of right. slow a little bit and then it pick right back up all right so uh so yeah so uh very positive reviews on both the uh, galaxy phones and like i said we got the s8 and the s8 plus which was kind of nice to actually have <laughs> we finally have the same phone again right yeah finally up to the same phone all right, so I guess on that note, it's time to go for some douchebaggery. So, my douchebag of the week it comes from uh, Faragray.com, and it's a report based off a Daily Mail report. I'm just going to read this thing because it's super short, but you'll get the picture. Mm -hmm. A Florida man charged with murder in the asphyxiation date death of his 60-year-old girlfriend is mounting an unusual defense that hinges entirely on his proportionally outsized male anatomy, which he now wants to enter into evidence. Richard Henry Patterson, 65, of Margate, was arrested on November 2015 on a charge of second-degree murder for allegedly choking to death 60-year-old Francesca Marganis, a claim he never denied. However... Law enforcement officials have alleged that Patterson strangled Marganese to death. The man has maintained that his girlfriend accidentally choked on his large penis while performing oral sex. Happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> to other people. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, that's a defense. <laughs> right? His dick was just too big. Right, you know, you know? because... And I, I, me, I, I was reading that like going, okay, so did you, was she pressed up against the wall so she couldn't, you know, pull away or did you have, you know, was your hand there the entire time? You know, I mean, what, what happened at some point you were responsible for this. Like, there's a story here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Mine, mine's funny because of how ridiculous it is, but <laughs> Um, an Ohio seventh grader learned a bizarre lesson after he he was suspended for liking a photo on Instagram. Um, Zachary Bolin, who attends Eaglewood Middle School in Trenton, was suspended for 10 days after school officials noticed he liked a photo of an airsoft gun on the photo sharing social network Wednesday evening. Uh, the photo caption simply said, ready. Um, I don't think I did anything wrong, Zachary told Columbus Station WCMH-TV. I always feel old school when I say the call letters for a right. <laughs> for, uh, station. Um, but the next morning, school officials called him into the office, patted, patted him down, and checked him for weapons. Jesus. Uh, 
Then they told me I was getting expelled or suspended or whatever. He told the station, that's the seventh grader or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, the notice sent to Zachary's parents said he was suspended for liking a post on social media that indicated potential school violence. Uh, the decision angered uh, Marty Bolin, Zachary's father. I was livid. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking you just suspended him for 10 days for liking a picture of a gun on a social media site. He told WXIX TV. Uh, he never shared, he never commented, he never made a threatening post. Anything on the anything on the site just liked it. Neither Zachary nor his dad saw anything threatening about the photo. I mean, I figured he'd. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is me being confused. So the whole caption of the picture that says "ready," um, I thought that was a comment. So it just it that was the he didn't even type that. He just liked the picture. Um, I mean, I figured he'd cleaned his gun and was ready, wanting to play and stuff. The teenager told WLWT-TV. How many fucking TV stations? <laughs> um, Monty, Bo- Monty Bolin uh, said he knows the boy who posted the pic. The young man that posted it and and my son and probably four or five other kids play airsoft in our field, he told WLWT. So I pretty much knew what it was about, so I really wasn't concerned. School officials didn't immediately reply to a request for comment from HuffPost as to how they discovered the social media post. The note was sent to parents on Friday, quote, Yesterday evening, school officials were made aware to an alleged threat of a student bringing a gun to school. We act on any potential threat to student safety swiftly and with the utmost importance. This, this morning, the alleged threat was addressed and we can assure you that all students at Eaglewood Middle School are safe and school will continue as normal. Thank you. Eaglewood City School Superintendent Russ Fussnecker. <laughs> That's an unfortunate last name. Right. Also released a statement to news outlets. And this is the last thing I'm going to read. Um, concerning the recent social media posting of a gun with the caption ready and the liking of this post by another student, the policy at Eaglewood City Schools reads as follows the board has a zero tolerance of violence disruption harassing uh intimidating bullying and any other inappropriate behavior by its students furthermore the policy states students are also subject to discipline as outlined in the student code of conduct that occurs off school property when the misbehavior adversely affects the educational process which none of this did right as a superintendent of Eagle City, Eaglewood City Schools, I, I assure you that any social media threat will be taken seriously, including those who like the post when it potentially endangers the health and safety of students or adversely affects the educational process. Um, this, this pisses me off, and I title, in the show notes I titled this Dumb Snowflakes. And this just kind of builds on the fact and something that we were talking about in the comic book news today is that people are so fucking sensitive. It's an airsoft gun. Right. It's not even a real gun. Right. Now, I've been hit with an airsoft gun. It feels like a fucking real gun when you <laughs> hit with it, but it's not going to kill you. And I, it's just so stupid to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this poor fucking kid, you know, it's a hobby of his. He's on his social media. He doesn't even post anything nefarious. He's just liking something that's innocent, really. And he gets fucking suspended from school. What the fuck is going on in Ohio? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, to me, it's just, it's ridiculous because it's like, just because, it's like, I mean, people will sit there and go, oh, well, you know, he liked it. It's like, so? 
we like a lot of shit that we never say we never do whatever it's like where's the where's the harm in that it's not like he actually posted the picture and you know made that comment it's like i don't get it that's the problem too is is you have the internet right and now people are starting to judge you solely based on what they're reading on the internet but the 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 problem is there's no context yeah you you don't need context anymore right you don't need context you don't need research you don't you don't need fucking facts you don't need anything you just need any string of words that offends you it's something i told um, (laughs) them something i told my daughter and i taught her a fucking lesson about being a snowflake the other day where i told her because she was trying to she was trying to make her um her brothers and sisters like feel worse about themselves even though everyone in my house has great grades um but she said oh but i got really good grades my last report card and i said you know honey you really shouldn't brag when it took you 17 years to get good grades (laughs) and she goes i'm offended and i go i'm going i'm gonna tell you a secret you being offended does not make it any less true (laughs) like offense means nothing it's irrelevant to the facts I was like, the only You're reason offended I'm being... because it's true. <laughs> exactly. And that's the that's the disconnect we're having nowadays. It's like, oh, I'm offended, so uh, you can't talk, but I have freedom of speech because right. what I'm saying doesn't offend me. It's like, can you please get the fuck off the stage? Yeah. Like, please. You know? So tired of it. Yeah, me too. It's becoming a pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> and I call people out on it all the time, too. Uh, all right. Well, I think on that note, <laughs> no fuck this shit <laughs> alright so that is it for this episode uh, please rate and review the show on iTunes it helps us out immensely uh, want to catch our back catalog you can find them on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio as well as the website thelazygeeks.com um, keep in mind that uh, a lot of those like iHeart and iTunes and um, Stitcher and I think Google Play they all carry about the last hundred episodes uh, since we definitely have more than that, since this episode is considered 200, 259, uh, I think we have quite a bit more than that. So if you really want the entire catalog, it's you can either go to Lipson uh, and uh, try to and um, look up the Lazy Geeks uh, network on there, or you can go directly to the website because all of our um, all of our uh, podcasts are hosted are um, available there. So if you want to suggest stories for the show, you can share them on our Facebook page. We are on also on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. We ha- And if, uh, we want feedback. So drop it on the website, lazygeeks.com. You can comment on the podcast there or send it to our mailbag, thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. You can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or you can check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I'm over there on Twitter at SapienTLG. And be sure to tune in on Friday for, I mean, Thursday, actually, for our The Away Team uh, podcast, which we are dealing with uh, season two episode, Matter of Honor, which actually was surprisingly a good episode that um, that I, I kind of um, was taken aback by. So, uh, yeah, that is it for this week. So, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the Lazy Geeks podcast, but next week we will also we will have uh, just another podcast, so you won't be completely without uh, uh, content. But uh, in two, so uh, until two weeks time, peace out.
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.